Welcome to Beers at the Turn, presented by the Kelly Gibson Foundation. Kelly Gibson Foundation is a community-driven, nonprofit organization that focuses on supporting the first responders, military initiatives, and children's athletic program through golf. In New Orleans and the Gulf Coast region, if you're running the Crescent City Classic on Saturday, April 16th, why not run for charity? Participants that run for charity receive unique perks, including special edition CCC, T-shirts, and bib. Prime starting locations behind speedy seated runners and access. I'm not a good reader. Jake I'm, I'm just sorry, yeah, Jake on the Jake team. On sorry, the Kelly. Go to the Kelly Gibson Foundation.org to register as a charity runner, official charity runners, a, per, a personal Jake. online fundraising page, and all the money raised and donated directly to selected charity partners, mm-hmm. Kelly Gibson Foundation.org. Go to Kelly Gibson Foundation.org to register as a charity runner official charity runners, a personal online fundraising page, and all money raised will be donated directly to selected charity partners, Kelly Gibson foundation.org. All right. Yeah. And thank you to our new sponsor, the yeah. Kelly, Kelly Gibson, Gibson foundation. That's awesome. Thanks. New Kelly. Orleans legend. And let Absolutely. me tell you something. One, awesome. of, one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. We were at a charity tournament one time. He went to Del Sal, so did I. So we were playing in the alumni tournament. He was on a par three. And my brother. Jake, <laughs> is this a long story? Yeah, kind of. It really? It's you gonna, you want to be, be the pot of the kettle in this situation, <laughs> Rob? <laughs> You're not telling them long-winded stories again, are you? Well, I'm 280 pounds. Everything's long-winded. <laughs> But my brother kept saying that if he if he, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying that if he if he got inside Kelly's ball, that Kelly would put uh my brother's name on his bag. Oh no kidding. Yeah, and he oh, hit it inside what? Kelly. Kelly was like, I'm not fucking doing that. I get paid too much money for the shit. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Kelly. Yeah. So we, if you're watching on YouTube. We got the whole crew in the house. Surprise, surprise. We're all yeah, here, ladies and gentlemen. To the, the great Sean has graced us with his presence. Oh, what's left of him? What's, what's left of him? A long weekend Dude. for these uh, these two right here. Yeah. Marrying people is not easy work. I know. it's Doing the yeah, Lord's sure. bidding is not easy work. <laughs> He's a man of the cloth. Oh, yeah. And as, as the age goes up, that gets even worse <laughs> every year. You know? Oh. Good Lord, did I stay on until 10 o'clock tonight? No, yeah, yeah that's coming. Trust me. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm already there. Yeah. So. Well, no, I mean, like like I was telling these guys before, like we, the last three days, it's just been a total and utter shit show, probably because I've been hanging out with this guy. But I, I woke up this morning. And I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And Why my wife was know? like, oh, really? We have a crawfish boil in an hour. And I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm just like sitting in the kitchen. I'm just like, listen, don't talk to me. I smell like booze. I pretty much had to be dragged to the podcast here today. I just want to get off the fucking couch. <laughs> I showed up. I'm he like, walks out of this outfit. I'm like, oh. He's like, fuck it, let's go. Oh. Why not, man? Oh. That'd be some shit if he was like six miles away and he was. Oh, I'd have been even closer than that. I just almost <laughs> didn't make it. I was like, I'm doing it for Rob. Still doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're, we're doing this, it for Rob, This is Rob the first too. time you've met yeah. Rob, actually. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Face so. to face, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Been we're going to have some fun tonight. Yeah. We're going to have a lot Let's go. Oh. Exactly. So this weekend was the Valspar Championship. Uh, Sam Burns wins it again. 
17 under for the second year in a row. Um, News to me. <laughs> boost to you. Um, you know, this kid, he's he doesn't get mentioned a lot with the up and comers. You know, you get Morikawa, you get Wolf. Um, you know, Victor Hovland obviously has made some some noise in the you know on the course, but Sam Burns just kind of gets forgotten about. Like, what has Matthew Wolf done? Not very much. Well, Not he did compete as- against Bryson in the U.S. Open. He kind of fucked me with that one too. Well, look, so. yeah. he's there. Right. Here's, here's the mental thing. games. Look. I'd like to talk about like my, you know, I've got some thoughts on where golf is now. I'm not all of them good, but like Sam Burns, insert name of any of the new guns that are coming. This 20 something breed, you know, a guy like him, when he, they're the, this new breed, when they figure out how to win, when they lock in the tumblers, they will just keep doing it. I mean, that's, that's how good these guys are now. I mean, Good is so good at this point in time. And yeah, they just figure out how to win and they start putting it on cruise control. I mean, granted, they're not going to win, <laughs> not pull a tiger or anything. Uh, but yeah, well, this I corn mean, fairy guy's got to go on like birdie fest to win. Oh, these so corn it just makes guys. them get very aggressive, I think. So when they come up, they're fine. They're, they're just ready, ready, to, they're ready to go. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. Well, you brought up a very good point, and I feel like it's not talked about a lot, especially in the media, is you said they have to learn how to win. Yep. And these guys are coming from junior golf where they probably were one of the top guys there, won a bunch of tournaments. Then they're in high school, won a bunch of tournaments. Then they're in college. They're starting to get a little notoriety, winning a bunch of tournaments. And now they're on a tour where, guess what? All of these guys out here were just like you. And, they and you have to, to th- yeah. rip your throat out. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to figure out how to beat each and every one of these guys. And it's a, it's a trait that not a lot of people have. You know, obviously Tiger had it. Um, Phil, the, no, the Tiger great. had it. Okay, that. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I'm I'm with you. He, anyway, we can get off. That's a whole different tangent. Tiger's a whole different cat. Sorry, he just was. Pun on words. Is whatever. Pun intended. No, but you know, going back to Sam Burns. I told y'all before, like, I, I really think he's going to win a major this year. I don't know which one, but the kid hits it dead straight. He hits it far. He's gotten with a new putting coach that has gotten his his feel a little bit better. He's not blowing it by 25 feet like he did at LSU. Um, and I, I really think he, God, he I has forget a, he's LSU. Oh, yeah, yeah baby. That's why weird. we know him. Yeah. LSU's produced some – some pretty damn good golfers. Yeah. Hey, for anyone listening, SEC dominate. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Bama, Bama golf, <clears throat> LSU golf, Georgia golf. It's over. Game over. Don't I didn't realize how good Georgia golf was until I started hearing some yeah. of the guys on tour that went to Georgia. I was Ooh. like, some bitch. Mm-hmm. But Monsters. Al- yeah, Alabama's produced some. T- now, no, can't lay with UCLA. There was another guy that was either right before or right after Justin Thomas that. Was a problem. UK, by the way. Uh, went to St. X High School. I can't remember. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, f- I forgot his name. But if y'all remember and you're listening, drop it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... um, it could be this guy. I don't know. Right. You know, hey, look. He had hair. He had two hair, eyes. Two eyes. No. Mouth. So, like, you know, not not to 
to give it a negative slant. Like one of the things for me right now that the PGA Tour, for me, just for me, it doesn't have, everyone's awesome. That top group, you know, the PGA has changed what golf is. The, the top guys kind of all look the same. Power. I mean, they're well-rounded, hit it seven miles. The Luke Donalds of the world and all that. Sorry, you're never going to win again. It's yeah. never happening. It's over. But I will say this. For me, the PGA kind of lacks a little bit of personality. It doesn't have, like, the swag to it. Like, you know, they're, to me, when Kepka's out there losing his mind, dyeing his hair blonde, giving away beer, all in. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. pa Patrick Cantley, for me, when I heard that he called the other players a bunch of pussies and they all drink Mai Tais, <laughs> my instantaneous new favorite player. Yeah. And by the way, we followed him at Whistling Straits, one of the coolest guys I've ever seen. Nice. Dude was a beast. Um, but yeah, it's they're they're it's like the Sam Burns quote unquote. They they're kind of a cookie cutter now. You know they they all kind of you know Scheffler and uh, Hovland and Champ. You can. You know what I mean? You can almost get rid of the name. All the games are relatively the same. Just hitting it 10 miles in. Yeah. Not a lot of flash to them, you know? No. And, I mean, you, you bring up a very good point, and I, I could not agree with you more. Like, I, I if I nodded my head any harder when you were saying that, I think I would have smashed my fucking face against this microphone. <laughs> but it – and it goes back to that old reputation of golf. You know, it's a gentleman's sport. Mm -hmm. You tuck your shirt in, you know, it's all it's prim bullshit, and proper. Yeah. And and I yeah, and and I fucking hate that because the everyday golfer doesn't act like that. Yep. We go out there, I wear gym shorts and a polo shirt when I play. Like mm -hmm. I'm not allowed in 90% of the damn country clubs. Yep. If you hit a bad shot, throw your fucking club. Like you're frustrated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you drop an F bomb. Okay, like don't bleep it out. Like I understand it's on NBC. You got all these sponsors, but you don't think anybody that bought a fucking Rolex has ever said the word fuck? Oh hell yeah! Go fuck yourself. Like it, it's just I wish these golfers would show their personality more, but I feel like they're so afraid to because of like the shit that happened with Phil. Phil yeah. spoke his mind and then right. gets dropped by everybody, and it's just like that. That's today's world. It's just the world in general now. Well, they did call an entire country a bunch of savages. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, but was, it, was it false? Yeah, was it false? No. Uh, unfortunately, no, it was not. Right, right. I mean, so I didn't say that. Saudi Arabia, yeah. I love you. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been there, Saudi. If you I'll invite have... me and change my opinion, then yeah. that's the thing about opinions. Absolutely. You can change it. Yeah. But, you know, it, and we, we were talking before, you know, speaking of the whole Saudi thing with uh, Greg Norman, which is Sean's favorite golfer. I'm <laughs> I swear to God, if he didn't lose those 10 majors, we wouldn't even be talking about this man anymore. Like, that's what made him so angry. He wants to turn it all against the PGA Tour. <laughs> well, but like that, fucking Megamind or something. Yeah, like and I mean, the, the <laughs> PGA, it, there's a lot of holes in the PGA. And I feel like, like you were saying, where you said, like, all the, all the new golfers now, they bomb in a mile. They, they do all this. And I feel like the PGA is trying to hinder that by, like, the – the driver inspections. Totally insane. Yeah. Or like, you know, the whole golf don't, ball. Don't get debate. me started on CT testing. I, I drive, <laughs> get into my backyard. We've, we've really never tapped into the tech brain, but we'll, we can do that someday. But right. Uh, mm -hmm. CT testing, such a joke. Right. Um, 
I mean, it's just, it's, it's silly. It's asinine. Well, yeah. so go on a little tiny tangent. I mean, like, and again, kind of an apple to apple long drive. They test the drivers, which is fucking asinine. It is so stupid. They test long drive heads. The whole point is to hit the ball far. Like, why are you well, trying? No. Okay. But here's the deal. Here's, here's this bullshit USGA. And it's USGA. Who, who needs to be dissolved? I mean, they're a joke. Um, but so in long drive, just like the rule in on the PGA tour is when the driver is new, it is tested. Yes. Okay. Now hitting 830 or 257, you know, so the old core rating, which is actually a better way to test it, 100 mile an hour impact dead center, no shaft. By the way, with shaft actually makes it a much more accurate test. We could get into that. Wouldn't, wouldn't that sell more golf clubs if you? Because apparently every driver, every new driver every year, oh, this one's longer. You're going to hit it 10 yards nope. longer. You're going to hit it 10 yards longer. By now, people should be hitting their driver 500 yards. But people don't realize that, yes, the new driver will go 10 yards longer. But every year, you get older and you get weaker. So you hit the ball 15 yards shorter. <laughs> not you. Not you. Not you. Me in general. No. <laughs> <laughs> People lose distance as they get older. I mean, an 85-year-old man is going to hit the ball with 280 yards. I 100% guarantee you, I don't give a damn what anyone yeah. thinks. For, I'm just going to use a club head I know because it's still one of my favorites of all times. It's still one of the hottest driver heads ever made. The Highbor XL Yeah, is a, I mean, a tennis racket with a piece of graphite in it. That was 1997. <laughs> nah, it's probably early 2000. Anyway, High Border whatever. XL was like mm, 2009 or something. No, no, no. It's older. Eight anyway, max core rating. Well, if you test them right. first. So back to what you were saying about the CT testing and the drivers yeah, and I mean, stuff like that. So I don't know. I just It just seems like the USGA wants to continually swim around and they're you know, they have to control something. So they, they create a rule that really is by rule antique i mean it's it's like we're hoping to discover fire tomorrow it they're they're hamstringing the oems the materials that they've got available now they could go well beyond ct or core or whatever you want to call it um they're they're literally limited they're limiting technology by limiting that ct time and the public doesn't understand that as that thing gets hotter and faster and everything else, you know, it's harder to control. So it is a skill thing. So, you know, if you make it colder, quote unquote, the bombers are still going to destroy everyone. It doesn't really matter. Uh, that and the fact that cores comp, you know, computed at, at a mile per hour that doesn't even, 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 doesn't even. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so me, sideburns lady. Uh, so me, fatty, yeah. sideburns lady. The mutants the at table, table nine. nine. We'll never know what it's like to find true love. <laughs> I live in my sister's basement. I love how he made it look so much simpler than we've made it out to. <laughs> He's a camera. I think he has a couple me. of pod, more podcasts under his belt than we do. They just don't want to see us. Hey, the next time this happens, we're just Mom. That's fine. We need you. This is ridiculous. Uh, uh, uh. These working conditions are inexplicable. <laughs> Inexcusable. What kind of a program show is this? No, we'll just do the other camera. We are technologically it's deficient. Probably, it probably just has to do with the fact that we oh. Sean said he would be more than happy to do it. Perfect. It's called Beers at the Turn. You're in it. I'll get you some links to some things. Coming on now. Hey, let's send him a link. Is Sean the guy oh, who looks like we, Mark McGuire? Shark's the guy that looks like Mark McGuire. He look, I, I swear to God, the first time you guys sent that to me, I thought it was Mark McGuire and him and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is actually one of the funniest people. Dude, I saw him hit a golf ball too. My goodness. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, it would. But the thing is, is that I was watching him hit a golf ball when he was like, I don't know. In his fifties, uh, and he was just murdering the damn thing. I've told the uh, the Pavlet albatross story about fifty times since I've heard it. Hey, and I not been there to see it. <laughs> I mean, well, just, just the fact they had somebody in the fairway waving a flag. That, okay, the par five is clear for you to hit. And I'm like, what in the fuck? And and I knew the. I mean, we were buddies, you know. I'm like, <laughs> wait, you're going for it in one? <laughs> yeah, I'm going for it in one. You know, hey. Uh, you missed the the last podcast we did because nobody with Chris yeah, was the I only was one here by myself <laughs> in the studio. And and I, I had the whole, had the whole thing. But uh, well, I played in a charity tournament at um, Carter Plantation. Carter. Yeah. And on number 10, 11, drove the green to four feet, lipped out, tap, oh, wow. tap in eagle. And I, as I was walking off the green, I was playing with my buddy Pat, and I was like, it's called oh. fucking Pavlet. That's a Pavlet, like, buddy. Yeah, like, that's a Pavlet shot. It's like, it like Pavlet, kiss my ass. You saw that? Yeah. I d- had no idea where the shot went. I hit it up the left side, and it was fading back. And I'm like, okay, we'll have a chip up. The group behind us was like, oh, shit. And I was like, what? They were like, you didn't see that? I'm like, I'm type 1 diabetic, overweight. I can't see shit. And he was like, it lipped out. You have like a three-footer for Eagle. I was like, no oh, wow. <laughs> went up there. What oh. if you missed it? Oh, no, oh, I'd throw my clubs. Yeah, I, I, I would have snapped everything. I've done it. Gone. No, I wouldn't be surprised I if I missed it. Gone. The regular. Uh, and I'm the worst putter. But, yeah, that was my Pavlet moment. I was walking out. Dick was hanging a little lower. Hell, yeah, buddy. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> and when I said, I was like, yeah, Pavlet, kiss my ass. My buddy Pat was like, who the fuck's that? I was like, who the fuck? Look at this YouTube video. Well, so the, you know, the weird thing was podcast. that day, you know, so... It was the NFL alumni tournament, you know, mm-hmm. so there's a pretty oh, yeah. good crowd there, you know, and I'm, you know, it wasn't like, you know, Peyton Manning, Roman Gabriels and, uh, the, you know, kind of the Ricky Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. 
but you know, every tee box had a crowd. And then all of a sudden here's this bastard is going for the par five and one. Well, you know, the, the hole behind is now having to wait because Brian can't hit for two holes and, yeah. and everyone sees this thing go up there. And so we get up there and then the reporter from golf, I thought it was golf week, but he said golf and I trust him. And, uh, we walk up, you know, I didn't walk on the green, but Brian comes up with this damn putter and this, this reporter could not process it. He kept trying to get it into his mind that this is this guy's drive. You know, he's <laughs> sitting on a bar five and, and one. Oh, it's a mind know? fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. You know, it was really, it was just a super cool event. Yeah, you're in the fucking matrix at that point. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what, 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 what did I just see? What did I just see? And the, does uh does Pavley come in for like the Zurich and stuff like that? Uh, you know, so I mean, yes and no. I mean, he's not really um. He loves golf. He loves it. I don't think he's enamored with the PGA Tour. I think he likes the chaos more than anything. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of speaking for him. We should send him a link, but yeah, you know, like uh, he got a big kick out of uh, what's his face hitting his drive in the in the divot uh, over this last. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, who was that? Uh, the oh shit, I can see his face. Oh. Uh, anyway, but uh, we have Google, don't we? We do have Google. Yeah, we're supposed to know this. We're, yeah, here we are talking about a podcast. We don't know anyone, but no, um, <laughs> what we're golf aficionados. Right, listen, and but we he, don't know. We do shit not about... speak facts on this show. Okay, it is no. all yeah. hypothetical. So we're all busy. We have jobs and lives. We can't watch every shot of a tournament and remember everything. I don't think I watched one shot of a tournament. <laughs> I didn't watch this. Well, uh, I, I watched. Weekend. I watched a lot weekend. of it. Oh, well, here's a, here's a good recent Brian story. So there sits my golf bag. And that is not a bag that most people carry around in public, right? So it looks like the shafts. Paul Casey. Paul Casey. Anyway. There we go. So, Brian, I just joined a country club for the first time in my entire life. I joined Beauchamp. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around golf again because, you know, I had a big injury and kind of sidelined me. And I'm, I'm, I'm in that doubting phase. Well, Brian comes into town once or twice a year and we – play cash and all that so i told brian i joined a country club first thing out of his mouth when is the member guest I'm like oh god <laughs> that's right that bastard literally from phoenix called the clubhouse before i did when is your member guest now they haven't scheduled it yet he said we're going to probably do it in may or whatever he calls me right back he goes i kind of know your neighborhood it's a little bit of an old you know Boshin's a little bit of an older he said i swear to god me and you were playing in the member guest and you're bringing that goddamn golf bag with you. And I just want to see everyone just melt down and lose their minds. And then he's going to drop a 60 something on that place. But <laughs> I've never had more interest in like going, going to, to a, a watch guest. a member guest you, you carry yeah. their bags as yeah, he's ready. He's all in. He's at literally monitoring go my be member a spectator guest. at a member guest. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm with we you. our own caddies. Yeah. <laughs> Our own caddies. That's how you're gonna do it. Oh lord. Uh, speaking of, we we do have the Zurich in about four or so weeks. Yeah, it's coming up. It is coming up. It is coming up. And we were talking about it briefly off off camera before we came on. Um, and we we brought up the fact that it's gotten so much better since the teams have, yep. have become involved because I feel like before it was like 
you had a lot of older guys in there, like Daly always played in it and stuff like that. And then you had it a couple the of one your wife called old. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, this is a great story. <laughs> I don't know. If oh, I, please tell that story. Yeah. Um, so we went to the Zurich. I brought my wife to the Zurich, and um, my wife knows nothing about golf. Um, she thinks it's stupid because she, she can't do shit, it. Though. She knows how to talk shit though. Um, but this wasn't a situation where she was talking shit. So we were standing in between nine T box and eight green, you know, the short part oh, yeah. four. Um, wait, wait, where were you going to tell you in between eight green and, and nine oh, T box? Gotcha. Kind of that open little area. Right. Yeah. And we were standing there and the group we were watching was, was Ricky, Dustin Johnson, Jason day and Steve Stricker. Okay, like the premier group. Hell of a group. Yeah. And my wife goes, okay, who's that? I go, that's Dustin Johnson. She's like, oh, that's Paulina Gretzky's husband. I'm like, no, mm. that's he. Yeah. Okay, here you go. <laughs> yes. And uh, she goes, now, who's that? And I go, Jason Day's from Australia. He's really good. And she goes, and that's Ricky. I'm like, yeah, you recognize the fucking Allstate guy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and then she goes, <clears throat> and they're on the green. They're putting <clears throat> And I think Jason Day was the last one to putt. And they start walking off. And she goes, now, who's that guy? And I go, that's Steve Stricker. He's going to be like a Ryder Cup captain. She goes, well, don't you think he feels bad being the old guy in, a, oh, in that foursome? As he's walking by, and he goes, yeah, kind of. <laughs> really? No shit. And he walks to the tee box. And DJ's behind him. DJ starts laughing. And I just put my head down and start shaking it. And she goes, do you think he heard me? <laughs> I'm like, yes. Hey, what's your like, dad doing playing with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just like you just called Steve Stricker old. And she's like, he didn't hear me. I'm like, he responded to you. Yeah. So this is wrong. So this is the member guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was I think that was the first time she had ever been to the tournament. And my company or one of our vendors for the company, he usually gets his 18 sweet tickets. And I made the mistake of taking her to that because now she won't go unless she's got yeah yeah same with my fiance you know gotten those like executive passes and she doesn't want I don't want to go without those passes anymore I mean I still like to go and like like yeah I like to watch I like to boost it up with the crowd a bit oh yeah you got a couple of you got a couple of uh, Zurich stories oh oh, I do have a couple I'm telling you if you've never done this so I played at uh, uh, the uh, Cancer Crusaders Pro-Am um, from a tournament that was at your club at uh-huh. the turn. So my pro was, uh, oh, God, uh, Jesus, I've got Alzheimer's again today. It'll come to me. Anyway. Yada, yada, yada. I, I did not. <laughs> Brian's like, watch it. But no, so go, trust me, do this one time. It's fun. Go to a tournament. Now, look, the DJs and the Phils are all going to be there. Do that. Pick a guy. Just pick a guy that, you know, he's going to have his family, uh, his grandmother, because she's taking photographs and people watching because they didn't, they couldn't get close to, to Ricky and all that. Pick one guy and follow him like he is fucking Jesus. Drink, yell every time he makes a putt. I guarantee you, they respond to it. They have a ball, and you will have a ball. We've done that two or three times at Zurich. Literally just picked someone. Me and my bros. I did it once with Tammy. She goes like, okay, you're getting a little bit out of control. but Because we were <laughs> pounding beer. 
And the guys just thought it was the coolest thing in the whole world. I mean, they hit a fairway. We'd, freak, ah, we'd do the wave and shit. And I finally started just responding to it. You know what? I couldn't even tell you who it was. That, we that's that might be the best fucking idea I've ever that's heard. Gonna happen. Oh, no, and that's what happen. I'm doing. No, I've had it happen. Yeah, oh. I was at a tournament with Ricky Barnes. And I'm, I'm wearing my fucking Tommy Bahama shirt. No one's sponsored by oh, that. Yeah. He walks right past me wearing the same fucking shirt. And he goes, I really like your shirt, man. So I'm like, fuck <laughs> it. Now we're dressed the same. I'm going to follow him for a couple <laughs> His wife's laughing. Oh, He's talking on the tee box. She thought his, it was the funniest thing. I'd be like, is his that wife? your dad? I know. Oh, He outkicked his coverage. Oh, they oh, all Lord. do. I think they all do. Oh, my God. Dude, I've heard Ricky Barnes on a couple of podcasts. And that guy's, he seems like a guy you'd want to have a cocktail no, with. He, he's yeah. a funny guy. Definitely. There's some dudes out there, man. There's some good dudes. What, what about that story about when Pat called the uh, one of those golfers Ooh. Euro trash? Was that it? And his yeah, mom was next to him? Oh, yeah. It was, that, it, was what, it was the guy who was playing with, Tom Poulter. And he was like a nobody from the UK. Well, our buddy is sauced up. Put your mic closer so people can fucking hear you. Can you hear me now? Good. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much he's so drunk. He's like, yeah, we don't want these euros to do anything. She's like, that's my son. He's like, like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Completely just like, has no contact. We go way back. You know, me and him like this. Like that. Yeah. That's my boy. I just oh, play with so him. He knows funny. I'm just playing. Oh, no. But, and I know that they probably like, won't release the the who's playing in it um quite yet they usually wait till a little bit closer to april well also um, whoever does well at the masters is like fuck that. yeah i'm not right i think that. the only past masters champion that's played in is bubba i think we said that last podcast is bubba no, the didn't, last one. um didn't no we probably gotta even be a zurich guy you know and when the masters yeah. are be forced to play in the fucking thing right and well, it's weird because it's Ron, a high like, paying tournament Rom won a major. No, yeah, no, not that. Point. And played after, or maybe he won the Zerk and then won a major or yeah. something. Yeah, I can't remember what the fuck. <sighs> but yeah, it, it, didn't they? You told me this. They upped the prize money. Yeah, I think it's a eight point three million dollar purse that you split it's incredible. this year. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a good purse. You, you split it, but still, I yeah, mean, yeah, someone's carrying you. That's still four million dollars to play in a team event. I mean, you got to think the winners are going to get, a, you know, well, I'm surprised you're not seeing more guys sure. having fun, like picking their teams. You know, like, I like it. So right. yeah, they got the walk up music. Oh, you know, that's great. always funny. They I wear would, shorts. Could we get rid of the stupid pant rule? Good yeah. Lord. That does have to uh, I can't play. One pants. thing I liked uh, the Vals bar, maybe it was on Thursday or the practice rounds, they let the players write whatever they wanted on the back on the caddy bibs. Like one of them said, "Kick me," and another said, "Like funny names." They should do shit like that every tournament. Well, and it goes back to what we were originally talking about. Like letting these players show their personality is is really important because you gain more fans that way. You do. Like Pat Perez is one of my favorite people, not because oh he won the fucking John Deere in nineteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm but because of his takes on things and the fact that he's funny and he's sponsored by everybody that he loves. William, Mur William Murray. <laughs> yeah, he's sponsored by William Murray and Jordan and oh, yeah. PXG. Um, so it's like, you know, having guys to show their personality like that, yeah. it, it, it relates a lot and with the, the common golf. Some guys too, the obviously. Zurich. 
Yeah, like if a guy walks out there in a Nazi uniform, then yeah, right. people are going to be draw the line somewhere. But the Zurich only plays <laughs> just a tad. The Zurich only plays the walk-up music. I think only on Saturday. See, that's dumb. Why not play it all four days? Why not play it at every fucking tournament? Why not play it all four days at every <laughs> tournament? Walk-up music. Make it more exciting for the players and the fans. Make it more relaxed environment. Well, you know. The Happy Gilmore fans is what you're looking for? I want Happy yeah. Gilmore in real life, yeah. They hit it as far as happy. Let's just have. You know, golf's in a way. I mean, I could be dead wrong. I mean, I talk to. Yeah, I, I talk to people on the inside a lot, you know, and and it's weird, you know. Would uh, an ex, I'm just gonna an executive at Cobra, whatever. Well, they just they they work there. That's their perspective. That's how they see things. They don't see it from our point of view. And you know, we all four of us would be guilty of the exact same thing. You know, your train of thought becomes all you see, and in my opinion. And this is what I've heard. Golf is shrinking. It is not growing. It is shrinking, and it's getting more and more elite. It's getting more and more expensive. Yeah. Uh, it's a time killer. Um, so if they keep doing that. things to alienate the average person, they, you know, they could very well make the mistake of turning it into a C on TV only. You, know, you, you do want the grassroots <laughs> fan to come there. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm just a big fan or a big proponent. You know, let these guys look like people. Yeah. Let them have a good time. You know, think like the four of us go play. If I had to wear pants and worry about my shirt being tucked in and all that, I'm just not going to be comfortable. Now, granted, they, they're used to doing it, whatever. But think about what DJ would do at Zurich. If he's out there in shorts, kicking it. Relaxing you know, a little bit. Him, he's shooting the shit with the caddy, and all of a sudden he's just not – thinking goes into autopilot mode i mean he's gonna light the course up like a christmas tree and yeah i wish they would do more of that yeah um yeah yeah i anyway. definitely agree with that and see it, you you when when you said golf shrinking my, my initial reaction was just like what i feel like everyone today is playing golf like guys that i grew up with that were you know former athletes that now just like pick up the game because it is like, you know, especially, you know, this. There's so many friends anymore. Well, like, you see them all the time. For real, you're married friends. That's the only see married friends. I, I wish. That's only you hang out with your buddies and you get hours of time to just screw around. You're not checking your phone. Right. And I, I could be wrong. Now, I don't, I'm not saying it's shrinking because it's not popular. What I'm saying is I sat on a really interesting God. I, I, I could say who said the speech, but I won't do it. It was Trump. It? Uh, <laughs> let's make up a name let's call him trump no, but he, he kind of dovetailed on it was uh at the pga merchandise show and in, in pre-politics you know this is but anyway he was like look let's not kid each other this is a very time sensitive sport the average person now who needs to work three and four jobs does not have time to play golf period mm -hmm. so they may buy one set of clubs every 10 years so this court you know like you know we're all golfers you know i, I pull up my phone i got fifty-six thousand contacts in there hey what's the latest driver all oh, we hit the cobra this hey hey can you give me a new sim too so we just think that the world is on fire and every house that we go to has got the new driver and oh my god and well i wonder if he's got the no they don't no it's just this core that we're used to talking to right well we just know the same core 
but the I from what I understand, golf in terms of number of people selling to is shrinking. Well, that's don't you think that might be because let's say the an expense tailor made stealth driver is like five garbage, but it's five ninety nine ninety nine. The average Joe can't afford a six hundred dollar driver. They need to make Not something that, do the same thing as old that appeals did. to. You, you are missing the point. Why do you think they're charging five ninety nine? Because PXG. <laughs> because they have figured out that they now know that what's left for them to sell to is that us that market the core. Yeah, and we will pay five ninety nine. Let me yeah. let me tell you that <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a lesson. This is in writing. Harry Schmidt. Former Callaway big dog who was Harry Schmidt, who was the resurrector of Callaway. The most brilliant person in golf I've ever met in my entire life. Did I strike a bad chord here? No. no. I'm looking at him chug your oh, very you nice whiskey. By the way, Sean is crushing Weller foolproof, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. That's some fucking spicy shit going down. That's a spicy meatball. Oh. So, I'm going to give you all the the blueprint for how they did it at TaylorMade, and when Harry got hired by Callaway, how he resurrected Callaway. We were told this, and he's like, I don't give a shit if you tell the world because we're on top and no one can catch us. So, when he was working at TaylorMade, they had a very, very specific blueprint. If you watch it, it was really brilliant. They had the TP, and they had the TP Tour class then they would have like so they'd have r7 tp and then r7 and then yeah. like some r7 max and all that and they were all a hundred dollars spread apart on purpose knowing that no one is buying the expensive one except the nutcase so they had 200 300 400 and 500 they'd stack them in like that and what they were doing was manipulating the retail scam so what they would Overload Edwin Watts, overload Roger Dunn. I guarantee you, overhead, you know, their buyback. You all used to work there. You know, you, you all have buybacks. So yeah. they would introduce four drivers simultaneously at $100 a pop. Three months later, they come out with another driver. They just move them all down 100 Well, what happens? Yeah. The average golfer goes, wait a minute. That's exactly what they I I can afford the TP now. Yeah. Oh. It's the same fucking shaft and the same head with a goddamn weight in it that you can't feel anyway. So TaylorMade makes $100 and just gives the retailer a buyback. Mm -hmm. And they just cycle it through 100, 100, 100, 100. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem that TaylorMade and where TaylorMade fucked themselves, because I don't care what anyone says. I don't have, I'm not a big TaylorMade guy. Just look at their yearly returns. They've been taking massive losses for years. Is... TaylorMade, what they did, they overloaded their retail system. They made $500 million. I, this is a bad rant to go into. No, anyway, please continue. So, I'm, and I'm, again, I'm interested you're talking shit. to a shaft guy. So <laughs> TaylorMade's key mistake, what actually was the, the, the kind of the crux of what started that slide down where Callaway caught him and kicked him in the ass. Because let's face it, Callaway invented the cavity back iron. Uh, they kind of invented the modern titanium head even though taylor made had that one out there anyway so they took this four driver rotating system and introduced at retail well they made a million of them 
they didn't have a million customers. So if you go into Edwin Watts or you go into Roger Dunn, wherever, well, there's 900 tailor-made drivers on the shelf. That actually works against you because the ta- average person will walk in and you guys are seeing, well, you're not there. I'm sorry. No mas. When you walk into a retail store and you only see four of the drivers left, they go, well, hey, this is a good, everyone's buying this a driver. driver you know? Yeah. You walk in, you see 90,000 tailor-made drivers. Yeah. No one bought them until that TP got discounted and discounted and discounted. Then they just kick them back and sell them to dicks or whatever idiot was willing to take it. So what Harry did at Callaway did the same thing. Callaway, if you notice, when Harry got on board, they had Epic, Epic Flash, Big Bertha and all that. But instead of making a million of them, they made 20,000. So they staggered them. Mm-hmm. But they had just the right amount to sell to the retailer, sold them all, re-released it, kicked them down a notch, and kicked Taylor Maid's ass. I don't know how I got off of that rant, but I love telling that story. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's, well, it's and, true. Yeah, and that that's the thing. And I, I'm, you know, Chris and I can attest to this because we did work in that industry. Is you know the, the thing that sucks, especially when you're selling clubs, is you get you you sell. Let's just say the TaylorMade Sim Two which at the time was like a $500 driver. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. It was the Stealth. You brought up the Stealth. It yeah, the Stealth. Right. So, you know, it's a $500 driver. And then, you know, it it lasts them, you know, say they bought it the first day it was released. Mm-hmm. It lasts a year, and then all of a sudden, Captain Redface comes out, and now this one's 600 oh. and everybody's like, uh, okay, well, I had to, like, work, like, uh, I had to drive Uber for six months to pay for yeah. this fucking driver. And now a new one comes out that's apparently better. It's like, it, it just sucks. Like, okay, unless the driver can give you an added benefit. There's no need to upgrade. There's nope. no need to upgrade. And with computers. And you're right. That was a good. <laughs> Here's the Betamax. That was a good selling point. <laughs> if I were, if I had a customer and he would go, what's your hottest driver? I could say, well, we only have, you know, four Tylus drivers left out of the whole freaking mm-hmm. stack. So that's our best selling driver. And that was a good selling point for me because they would. They would see 100 tailor-mades that no one bought. They would see 30 Callaways that no one bought. Yep. And they would see a handful of titles. And they go, oh, well, that might be the better one. Um, if you look at people that, and again, this is just because I make so many, you know, I make 100 million clubs and 100 million drivers and all this bullshit. You know, you, you do get fanboy. Look, sitting right here, I yeah. have two brands. I, well, I have three brands. I will not play anything but the three two of them because i just have close to i'm a cobra calloway pin guy my best friend's a pin guy calloway sitting right there all 14 of them um uh, and i and i don't really pay for a whole hell of a lot but if you really look at the one for me the one manufacturer who's got it right over the test of time is ping because they have always marketed we we are not reinventing the wheel. We yeah. have the same wheel we've always had. And this year, it's just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And this year's a little bit better. And this year's a little bit better. And it always is. And that is how they have such massive brand loyalty. Whereas if you're a tailor-made guy, sorry, tailor-made, just ragging on you. This new driver is 17 yards longer. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I, I only swing 102 miles an hour. I mean, it's not 17 yards longer. Sorry. Put the little tiny riding on a robot testing at 145 on you know whatever and which is exactly true that's what they're doing is robot testing 
but you you actually alienate your fan base. Well, God, you just sold me shit four months ago. Yeah, that's why I would never buy a TaylorMade product. What that useless marketing scheme. What I, I like I have about, a whole bag of TaylorMade products. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about Ping they is got me. They got I, me. I have enough shit at my house right now. My wife rags on me. I could build you fourteen clubs tomorrow. It will cost you fucking nothing. There won't be a TaylorMade in the bag. You can have it for free. I got it right now. Ping oh, doesn't put your money where your mouth is, Rob. I'll, I'll play whatever you give me, baby. Might, might not be the newest stuff, but I got it. Trust me. Right. I'll play yeah. whatever you give so, me. Yeah, Ping doesn't flood the market every eight months like Callaway and TaylorMade does. It's every eighteen months, so you know they take their time making the best product they possibly can. Well, they got a bunch of nerds over there just figuring it all out. I know they, no, they all they're have nerds. They're all aerospace engineers. Yeah, so. exactly. But that you, you bring up a very good point because, like, that was one thing that we noticed at the shop is that if you play ping, you play ping, you, you play, play ping. ping, period. You could sit there and try to sell them on Titleist, Callaway, yep. and it, they're just going to be like, what's the new ping? Ring it up. Yeah. Yep. You're a ping guy or not. Yeah. What was uh, Doug? Is that his name? I tried to be Robert. Eugene, Eugene, was that his name? Well, Doug Robert. We oh, called. Doug Robert. Yeah, he. Uh, we called him a ping whore. He is every time because every time he Doug came Robert. in, he, he no, he's a self-proclaimed ping yeah, whore. He would come in, man, and he he made a lot of money. Like I think he was like an attorney, but he would come in, and be like, "Hey, put these aside. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna come by and put like 200 here, 400 here, so yeah. I can get the new stuff." He does something with like automobile accidents he like figures out who's in the wrong or something chaser (laughs) is that what we're talking about con artist he was a a ping whore self-proclaimed ping whore doug robert but i mean honestly it's it's all just it's look for me if i feel comfortable i can't look down at a ping drive hey i think we talked with this yeah we guys had me on right telling you right now i'll repeat it you want to be a customer of Axflex Chefs? This is anyway. <laughs> I I say this. I have said this a hundred thousand times, especially in the modern area where the drivers are maxed out, cores maxed, and CT is maxed. The only thing club heads are doing now, or club heads, the only thing OEMs are doing now is CG manipulation. It in believe it or not, it's a lot of manipulation in conjunction with the shaft. They're doing their homework on shafts. Like, not a Fuji fan. They got it right on the Ventus. They yeah, got the it right. I, I have a Ventus. Um, so now you, they're using pitch fiber, which is really expensive stuff. We, I could go totally nerd on it if you want. Um, but the true CG manipulation of what they're doing, they're figuring out how to truly. You know, there's one thing. You know, the, the hot face. Now Callaway's AI. I think that's for real. I really do think. You know, number one, they're just smart guys. Callaway is the king of the hill in engineering. Period. End of discussion. Big period on the end of that statement. <clears throat> but they have all now figured out how to computer design manipulation of the CG. But, you know, what we are getting to, 100% guarantee it. If you have a golf swing, if you can shoot bogey or worse, or even if even if you're a 100 guy, if you look down at a head and you like it and you come to me, I will make that goddamn head work just like any other head out there and you will love it and because you do love it it has universally been proven a thousand times over your if your brain likes looking at it you're going to hit it great yeah and it works every time well it depends on the shaft too because like shaft for, is everything well because i remember the shaft that you gave me yep. i put it in two different drivers 
I put it in a Nike Vapor Pro that I could not Oof. keep below 300 yards. Oof. Okay. Then I took it out of that and put it into a Titleist. I think it was a D4, a small head. Good head. Same fucking thing. So it just shows you that it doesn't matter if it's a $500 driver. It all depends on what you fucking put, put the engine Shab. in it. Put Shab an is, engine in it. Shaft yeah. is the engine yeah. of the club. So you bring up a very good point. Um, but let's get back into kind of what we were talking about before when it comes oh, to the Zurich. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we talked about, obviously, what we think they should do. But what is the... What is the problem? And I'm just going to pose the question. What is the problem with yeah. top guys never playing? Why do you not get more top 10 top players? Yeah. Top. Okay, so I think. All right. I, I, I'm on the trucks, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Heard a lot. And obviously being a local boy, that's the one where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm slithering all over the place. You know, I'm in the Callaway truck. I'm in the true temper truck. By the way, the guy that works the true temper truck, huge bourbon guy, huge, huge. He's from Kentucky. Oh, all course. in he is all in all in anyway that's all i'm going to say he's all in <laughs> he's he's a guy you want on your bar bill let's just put it that way but no um so you know the average person walking around hell i didn't know it so i'm in it was like some nondescript you know tuesday wednesday equipment day and and you know Callaway guys come into the Cobra truck and the and vice versa. And here comes Titleist and the graphite design guy comes in and, and, um, so I'm there. Well, I'm a local guy and obviously I'm super tight with Cobra. So I'm, you know, with your, their elite. And at the time, Ricky was a, um, uh, Zurich guy. So he's in there and Joe was caddy and all that. And I thought, why aren't the Giants here? Why aren't, you know, the, the, the Zurich oh, yeah. guys were there. Yeah. They answered it <clears throat> instantly. There was no thinking. So I, I know we talked about this briefly, but the number one bitch, Zurich, if you're listening, the number one bitch by a mile is they Zurich, and it is the sponsor's responsibility. It is not the PGA Tour. When you are the title sponsor, you then take control of everything that occurs at that tournament according to PGA guidelines. So they set up, you know, PGA does the stands and yada, yada. Oh, okay. Oh, I, See, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Sorry. Sorry. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, That's two on the night. Number one, they do nothing for their wives and the family. At every other tournament, the wives are taking on little shopping trips, a little manicure, nice, they a nice, secure bus trip to pretty shopping in Scottsdale, whatever Zurich does shit. Now that may have changed. I don't know, but at the time they, they, they didn't even think about it. They don't do shit. So we know, you know, a lot of those guys are married. They're all yeah. 20 something. Mm -hmm. And married, some of them are playing married to eat, kids. You know? oh, yeah. They're not all Phil Mickelson with a quarter of a billion in the bank. Some of those guys need to eat. So they have to worry about their wife. They have to worry about their kids. Do they have a room and all that? Zurich did shit for him. Nothing. Number two is the PGA in its infinite wisdom wouldn't pull their head out of their ass and move that tournament away from Jazz Fest. The PGA thinks oh. it's, oh, isn't this cute? We have free entertainment in town and it's Jazz Fest and great food. Well, they have a, what, 124, 125 players. 
-hmm. Only 72 of them are going to be around on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And the city of New Orleans and its infinite wisdom wouldn't let them book two night stays. So they're like, well, shit, do we can't get a hotel anyway because the city's full of jazz fest. Correct. It's insane. Yeah. What they're charging us is insane. Uh, so a lot of them started to migrate into Metairie and other things like that. If they just moved it a week or two, it, was, it had nothing yeah. to do with the Masters. Like, get us away. It's the second largest social event in the city of New Orleans, and they piggyback it. We don't need any entertainment. So yeah. that was their bit. They didn't like the car track because all they hear is, you know, the buzzing around and the things like that. And right. it had nothing to do with the money. It had nothing to do with, oh, this is a hard course. They're like, no, we're people. We have families. We had to eat. We have to get hotels. We have to put our caddy up. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Expert, couldn't do any of it. It was a complete and utter nightmare. And, and the big guns were like, fuck this. this Which sucks because New Orleans yeah. is like a big hospitality city. And right. That makes the city of New Orleans Just shot look, themselves in the foot. Look bad. Yeah. And you, you're right. Maybe some players are like, <laughs> I have no chance of making the cut. You know, I got the Black Crows playing on Saturday at right. Jazz Fest. I'm yeah. just going to shit the bed these last few holes and go watch. Yeah. I don't think these Jimmy guys are tomorrow. holes out there. <laughs> They're not throwing holes. I mean, if they have. Yeah. Yeah, you just know so what? they can see the Black Crows. I, I love the Black Crows. I ain't fucking playing the not rest throwing of the holes. day. Yeah. <laughs> no, hell no. No, but it, it's funny because I guess as a casual fan that doesn't have that kind of, you know, insight like you do that would be my kind of reaction it's just kind of like dude you get to go go to your day job play golf yeah. go back to your hotel go to, jazz, black, go to jazz fest no. and, and have a good time but now listening to you i'm like it, it yeah that does sound like a gigantic pain in the ass it's almost like there's too much going on in the city you don't have to write sandwich them right on top of each other no. and remember that was the reason that was the original reason that they built this new city park course was they were like, oh, they could move the Zurich to the city park course. My first reaction was huge. Fuck, fail. No, you can't. Oh no. Oh no. Hold on. Huge, huge fail. Oh, keep going. Buddy. Oh no. What you got? That is that is not even close to being accurate. Cobra, Callaway, and Titleist went to City Park the year, not the year it opened, the year after, and walked it. And they told the city officials, this ain't bad. We can work with this. Mm. Got to do something about that range. We need a little bit more parking. Yeah. But it had length and it oh, rolled. Mm. They're like, we can work. They, they're they not a big fan of TPC because they, in their minds, it's just a giant reclaimed sand trap. Mm. Um, now, you're, you're partially right in that the setup is wrong. But the course, I'm telling you right now, I was there. The tour reps went there quietly. Let's go take a look because they wouldn't mind getting out of TPC in, mm. in Harvey. They're like, yeah, we, we can deal with this. You know, obviously right. it's a course that you know, we would go play. It's it's, right. it's well, not it's, manicured. It's a, it's a that, that can be done. Right. And you'd have to shut it down. That's the other problem. You know, now it's not two courses. It's one. But in terms of just their pro eyeballs looking at it, they were like, no. This has a chance. We're cool with this. Yeah. Just make this happen. Let's see what happens. You're right. The the range isn't up to par for those guys. No, no. They need to tear that shit down and redo it just for us public anyway. Right. 
they could turn, no offense, the North Course into a parking lot. Yep. It already and is. And <laughs> <laughs> is, is that locker room at City Park? That is a big deal. Is there a good locker enough room at City Park? For those City guys, I don't, I don't think so. No, they got two bathrooms and they got a dining room. That's but, it. But they have room for it. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, they got the big car. There is land there to do that. You yeah. know, you have to, and it just pains my soul to think about it. The thought of making a New Orleans government do anything responsible and intelligent. That was going to be it, my it second just, thing. It literally makes sparks go off in my <laughs> fucking head. Just thinking, hey, Latoya the Destroyer, you want to build a golf course? You know, Fucking uh, moron. Yeah. Anyway, God, she's an idiot. Uh, well, I don't think she's a fan of the pod. <coughs> yeah, so I, I keep I tagging her. So. Yeah. Just like, hey, hey, I'm telling you right now, the only reason my happy ass comes on this podcast is because of you. I don't step foot in this parish. Period. If you score, if you've seen the movie Idiocracy, <laughs> it's not a movie; it's a documentary of the city of New Orleans God and its people. Almighty. Just painfully dumb. It's just just dumb as shit. Anyway, well, that was going to be what I was going to say is is that you know, yeah, there is room to build uh, yeah, there a, a nice locker room. Yeah. There is room to build enough, but it, it's going to cost money, and it's a state funded course. Yeah. So well, now, look as as much as I ragged on it, you know. So I also I told you guys off air. You know, I took uh, True Temper and one of the Callaway guys and the entire Cobra crew, all of them. We all went to Drago's. Hmm. lost their minds it, it was a gigantic bill they are foodies you know it's like funny when i went out to callaway to do that write-up for golf works uh-huh. you know we're at the e- ecpc and it, it was it was like candy it was literally even for me and look i and i know pros and i know the tour it was overwhelming to be at nerve central for callaway the, the ecpc you, is a very you special place you feel yeah. it i mean eli callaway had an office there there sits major trophies and all that and we're just you know i'm just soaking it in you know like i don't know if you've ever been i'm not a big picture taker but you know yeah i couldn't even get my phone out to take a picture i didn't want to miss anything and fucking phil mickelson just walks in the room hey guys how you doing oh no just way. standing there like one of the old ESPN. Hey, what are you all here for? We're like, and like, Jesus is just part of the water. Fucking hell, it's Phil Mickelson. And he just wanted to shoot the shit with us and all that. Well, he walks out of the room and Garrett Pond walks out who builds Phil's clubs. And uh, I really hit it off with Garrett and, and Luke Williams, who's their uh, global director for Woods and Irons. And uh, the funny thing was, what was funny is I looked at uh, Garrett and I said, man, Phil looks really skinny right now. And the, you know, the, the tour had not kicked in. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, yeah. Phil puts on the, on the, on the, he puts the tour 15 on. I'm like, what's that? He's like, Phil's a foodie. Watch his schedule very carefully. He'll play the majors and all that. If it's got kick-ass food in the city, he goes. He goes, by the time the season's over, all these guys are working their guts off and they'll all come in 10 pounds lighter. Phil gains 15 pounds during the year. He just likes to go have a good time and eat. I'm like, no shit. He's like, I love that guy. You know? Yeah. He right. he used to play in this yeah. in this tournament. He hasn't been here in yeah, a while. I think well, I think we listed out the uh, list of reasons. Yeah, that's probably why. You know, he He's probably wants to stay in the quarter and you know, next oh, to all no, the restaurants. They, they do not want to be in the quarter. I can tell you that's another big thing. 
I, I, do, I have to tell my one good blackout. Ooh. So, James, forgive me. So, I won't say his last name. But James is number two on the Cobra Tour truck. So, J13, who's one of my other really good friends, he's he's probably the big dog on Golf Works right now, but his name is Justin. He's, dude's a freaking boss. I love him. And uh, he came in town. He's from Maryland. We got credentials. We're hanging out on the Cobra truck and all that. Well, they had just gotten James is the newer guy. He's the new builder. He builds most of, um, on truck, he'll build most of Bryce and stuff and things like that. Oh, God and, bless him. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I, I can tell you the story. <laughs> he, him, and Bryson got into it one time. It was, it was incredible. I mean, the driver sucks. But it, the yeah. driver sucks. Oh no, 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 no. Just in one. All right. So I, when I go to a PGA tournament, I typically go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I go for the equipment days. You yeah. Know? Um. So you got to figure by Wednesday. You know, the tour trucks have interactions with their players, but for the most part, they show up with their bags quasi-set. I mean, it's not like they're like, hey, do you have any clubs I can try? No, they they have their bag. They're yeah. just, hey, want to? can I tweak my 8-iron? Or, hey, you know, like yeah, they come it. here and they want more bounce because all the sand and shit like that. And, hey, I need a little more care. They tweak it in three days. Actually, two and a half because they get here Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. They built Bryson. 13 sets of irons Aye. and he came and he was trying this new prototype nippon then he tried this is pre-la golf and then he was trying dgx sevens and and this and that and then he wanted a little bit more upright then he wanted a hard stuff <laughs> he came in the truck one day yeah. i james forgive me he bryson came in he looked at us motherfucker i've built you the last set of irons it ain't happening if you can't hit the set you're hitting now i don't give a shit you're on number 14. That's where it stops. And they quit making them home. Okay. And he went and he actually went out and shot lights out. But uh yeah, he's he's like the ultimate tweaker on. He just he just was fanatical about yeah. trying things. And well, I mean, yeah, every, every story you hear, it yeah, that, that's it's true. The common. <laughs> All right. So what did James do? All right. That- so yeah, so Justin comes in town and you know, and you know. Me and uh, so Pimp Daddy, Cobra Pimp Daddy's in the truck, and so it's mostly bro time, you know. Hey, man, it's really great to catch up. It has very little, you know, like a big misconception. Oh, I'm just there to get equipment. I never get any equipment off the truck, I don't care. I never, I've never ever asked for one club off a tour truck. If they want to give me something great, never ask. I'm just there to, hey, man, shit, I talk to you all year, I tap into you all year, and mm-hmm. fucking hell, let's go get a beer. And that's, and they love it too. So we meet James, and James is a good, just straight shooter, and he was driving the truck. He had credentials to drive it. And uh, we, we, we come in on, on uh, Tuesday, and there's no James. And, you know, don't really make a note of it. And, you know, I have, hey, Ben, hey, you know, hey, where's James at? Well, we had a little issue. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, I got a call in the middle of the night from the police, and uh, he drank a test tube or something, apparently on bourbon, and they whatever was in it, and found him face down in the street on oh, bourbon, no. unresponsive. In there, 
he had his Cobra credentials in his pocket. They oh. take him to Parkland, freaking or the the city. Is it Parkland here? No, it's Dallas. I'm thinking of Dallas. Whatever the, uh, what's the big public hospital down there? University. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, whatever. And so they finally get him conscious, and they figure out, oh, this guy's here with a golf tournament. He's with Cobra. They found his room key. They called, you know, hotel. Hey, is there anything from Cobra there? And yeah, we, I, well, hell, I think their tour manager's here. They get uh, on the phone and, hey, we get, uh, we call him, well, now his nickname, by the way, feel free to call him this, is Blackout James. So, <laughs> so they go and recover awesome. James. This bastard shows up that now he has been at night in the hospital, unresponsive, resuscitated. Ben goes and gets him, shows up, dude, trooper. Didn't even know it. Like, yeah, that was a weird night, man. <laughs> I don't know. Not hungover, nothing. So worked all day, missed nothing. And but he's like, I don't really remember anything about anything last night. And That's he's amazing. Like, oh yeah. So That's yeah, incredible. now he's he's blackout. James, so, yeah, so. fair warning. If you visit New Orleans, don't trust. Don't drink the don't never trust, drink a test tube. Don't, don't trust the shot girl. Oh the test tubes. God. Do not trust them. It's toxic waste. Good lord. Uh, well, they will try and shove yeah. it down your throat. Don't charge it two hundred bucks for the privilege. Don't <laughs> do it. Said, then you're like, how much do I fuck it up for that thing? Mm -hmm. It just killed James. I just took four. <laughs> just killed James. I just took four sugar shots and I owe you eighty seven dollars. Insane. Yeah, it's fucked. Oh god, yeah, we don't go downtown too much, so it'd probably be best if uh, everyone from the tournament just tries to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, shit. Can you imagine if just one day they showed up and like Ricky Fowler wasn't there and be like, hey, where's Rick? Downtown got him. <laughs> Downtown got him. Uh, he belongs to the quarter. Who was it? I was at like the practice round and uh like Jonas Jonas Blix was was teeing off and like his partner was like, Hey, have you seen where his partner was? He said Bangkok has him now. He laughed. <laughs> oh, God, at Jesus. the time when Blitz with, was with Cobra, I can't remember his caddy's name. Great dude. I'm not saying he did chemicals. That guy was a gambler. I'm just going to say it that way. He Beautiful. came in, no, like, you know, that bastard had to walk. They get up, you know, the caddy, pro tour caddies have their duties. They get up super early, walk the course, do all this bullshit. This dude walks in, uh, you know, we, it's not like we showed up at seven in the morning on the tour, uh, you know, took our time, got there and whatever. Apparently this guy literally, like in four days, never slept. He'd go out all night and gamble all night. Come in the next morning, Play jack golf. himself up on Red Bull and co and coffee, and walk the eighteen right back to the casino. It was unbelievable. The guy was cocaine's a, a hell of a drug. Hell yeah, it is. You know, degenerate. No, it wasn't yeah. me and you. It was incredible. It was Ryan and I that saw uh, oh, gambling addiction. Keegan Bradley in uh, the high limit room. Oh really? Harris. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. He was. He had a group with him. Him. And like one or two other tour guys, I forgot who it was, but it was Keegan walking out of the high limit slot room. With a Red God. Sox hat on, some Jordans on his feet. Uh, I think he did have a Red Sox hat on, yeah. Dude, it was Keegan, a while ago. Keegan Bradley, I I gained a whole bunch of respect for him when he went after Jimenez and like tried to fight him. When was this? Oh, you don't remember this tournament? No. Dude, 
something oh, happened a- where I think it was a bad drop or something with a caddy, right? Yeah. Caddy, Pepsi. And Jimenez came over and was like, listen, you didn't similar to what happened at the players with, um, Oh God, with Daniel Berger. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Jimenez was like, Hey, I don't think you dropped. Yeah. I think you dropped oh, drop yeah, back yeah, here yeah, on 16. Right. right. And yeah, yeah. Keegan Bradley's Bradley's caddy pretty, pretty much told him to shut the fuck up. And Jimenez just would not drop it. And then Keegan came over and was like, because uh, Jimenez like looked at his caddy and was like, hey, shut up. And Keegan just fucking lost it. He was like, you don't talk to my caddy like that. It was his wife. And like started going after him. And then Jimenez was just like, my friend, my friend, my friend. And it's just kind of like, listen, you get a psycho from Boston that comes after yeah. you. You immediately back down he's all in yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. like he'll bite your fucking nose off yeah and just not care i gained so much respect for him there because i don't know it just once again shows his true personality like he'll kill you if you talk to his caddy a certain <laughs> way and i want that guy in my corner oh absolutely like if i if i was ever gonna get into it for the psychos yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking talk to me like that Oh, Lord. We did have that conversation one time on the pod on if you could fight one pro golfer, who would it be? I don't think Rob Head was here for that. No, yeah. Rob wasn't. That was just us. Fight three. one of them? Yeah. If you could fight one <laughs> on of site, them. On site. On site. Do not love. If you could fight anybody. Doesn't have to be current. Who would it be? Boy. I have to think about that one. Because some of them do annoy the yeah, shit out right? of me. Yeah. Um. Wow. It's a great question. We also said that if you ever got into a fight, who would you want in your corner? Oh, Kepka. Yeah. <laughs> no brainer. Man, you know, um, I hate the country club types. And that's and and I oh man, I, I gotta think about that one for that, a it, it's know? a it's a puzzling well, question. We'll come back to that one. Yeah. 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 It doesn't necessarily have to be a modern era, correct? Because yeah, there's no, it could even be a guy no, you just it, think you could kick his ass. No, well, yeah. 6'4, 235. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not worried about much of that. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm, let me think about that one for a minute. You got it. But yeah, I think uh, mine was Duffner because I still haven't gotten my apology. Um, I'd fight a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I, there, there's a. It's easy, and oh, I think. Who's the dick that's. He uh, won the British Open twice with Wilson. He always annoyed me. I can't stand. He drove me nuts. He had that little uh, quirky yeah. kind of. I hate little, when someone's all Irish militant accent. about being themselves. I'm and, Irish. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Whatever. Just calm down and go play golf. I mean, he's a good enough golfer as it was. I wasn't well, a fan of him. We'll see. Do Ola you think- didn't like him either. Who's that? Jose Maria Lothavel. He drove yeah. me bananas. Couldn't stand him. <laughs> There's a lot of guys that drive me bananas, but there's also a lot of guys that, like, I wasn't a fan of that I became a fan like Bubba. Like, I didn't really like Bubba when he was kind of going through, like, his mate, like, winning the Masters twice and stuff like that. I just thought he was fake, and I just didn't want to deal with it. Social media and about 100 pounds added, I'm just like, okay. (laughs) I like him. He gets a little CBD in his system, and now all of a sudden he's somebody I can relate to. So I love to play um, Lost Key in Florida. Oh, you're the only motherfucker that likes that to play likes Lost Key. I don't know why I love it. I just it's one of the hardest golf courses I've ever played. Yeah, you're an it's inch called, off well, the fairway. Well, nickname is Lost Ball. Lost Everyone ball. that plays there. Yeah. So 
we uh up until very very recently owned a condo down there we sold it for eight hundred thousand percent of what we paid for it uh, but i'd go play there constantly and i'm smart gave all the pros shafts you know i was always getting on and richard i remember the, one of the pros that was there but i played i played quite a bit and i have no idea why some of the best rounds of my life i've ever played was at lost key my eyeball I just liked it, you know, and look, and I knew every now and then I was going to go out and shoot a 404, you know, whatever. But um, I remember I was on the first tee and it was one of these days I'm going to play from the back and I'm going all the way to the blacks and all. And the little starter came around. Hey, how's the day going? There's no one out there. And we're just shooting the shit. I didn't know at the time, but I'm like, who's got record here? He said, Bubba. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, but there's a story to it. He said, he came out here one day and got all arrogant and pulled his driver out and tried to overpower this place and shot 84 said it pissed him off it came back two weeks later and came out with three wooden driver and shot 64 i'm like good lord now you have to understand how hard this you're that far off the fairway gone 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 you did the ball is gone you'll never find it or it's dropped off into the shit mm-hmm. 64 from the ass in just putting driver away that is well, Chomping some golf. Balls. You know who else holds a course record around there is a Gulf Shores Country Club. I've Brent, been there. Yeah, Brant Snedeker. No kidding. Set the course record barefooted. <laughs> that's <laughs> when you get him to his, relax. His, his dad. His what? dad lived in the area because we we went and played that for my bachelor party, and we went there and we said, "Hey, who's got the course record here?" And they were like Snedeker. I'm like, "Oh wow, what's Brant Snedeker doing out there?" And he goes, "His dad lives down the street. They're members here." No and, shit. I, and I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And he goes, did it barefooted, though? I was like, wow. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, barefooted with a Sunday bag and a six pack of Miller. Wow. That's cool. the course record. I'm like, I like Brand Snedeker now. See, it's just, it, oh, I was like it's all about personality. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I all like about Snedeker. personality. You know, he's got that little quick pop putt. Like, yeah. Doesn't think about yeah, it. Yeah, I like that little tap. He yeah. just taps. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's it the old school, like Arnold Palmer putting. Like every now and then, you know, like a player will do something like, you know what? I, I can dig that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was in. Um, so what I do in my other job, I was in New York dealing with a broker up there. Of course you were. Don't and ask, we don't went. Tell. This guy's a member at Westchester. So, you know, he's like, hey, man, PGA is playing. Why don't you go watch him? Here's some tickets. Like, they were like Mac Daddy VIP. He's like apparently high member. So. By the way, it was the only time in my life I actually got to follow Freddie Couples for a couple holes. Good Lord. I thought Ernie Els to me was the smoothest thing I'd ever seen swing a golf club. I saw Freddie Couples just do shit that just boggled my imagination and just and just like it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. Just silly up and over the trees and all that. And just no reaction. But anyway. Adam Scott is on number 10, which is a big downhill par four kind of race. So it's a target green out there at about 380, relatively wide open. Uh, number one is sitting, or I can't remember if it was one or nine. But anyway, you know, it's a it's a it's an old traditional course where nine is green there and 10 T is there. And the guys are on the green and there is a million people because it had like a really cool collection area where everyone could watch the 10th tee and a little bit of an elevated tee. So, you know, Adam Scott's just got one of the super, super sexy oh, swings. Oh, out there. So sexy. Mm-hmm. I've never been turned on okay. by a golf swing, but his, I can't. It gets me going. 
I can't even stress this enough. This motherfucker hit it so right of earth. He hit it out of bounds right and over the next fairway. I mean, it went 30, 40 degrees dead right at full power. It was such a bad shot that the entire crowd didn't know what to do. And everyone just froze. So there's like a thousand people and this ball is like hitting a house in the next county. And he watches this thing goes off and everyone's like, oh my God, Adam Scott just hit that literally 150 yards off target. Mm -hmm. And he turned around and looked at everyone and smiled and he said, well, I guess you guys feel a little bit better about your game now, huh? <laughs> Dude made like a thousand fans instantaneously and then piped one, you know, put a three tee to pipe it. Oh, my I God. mean, right of the plant. It never even hit earth. It was gone. It was in the atmosphere. But yeah, I've never seen a pro do that. And he just laughed it off. Okay, I got that. See, and it's stuff, <laughs> and it's stuff like that that you're right. It does make oh, us feel yeah. a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah. golf. You, yeah, they'll fuck up just as bad as you will. Oh, it's yeah. not as much. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We just can't manage our fuck ups. They can. Yeah, uh, I gotta throw shit. You know, if I do that, that oh. that club's in the shitter. Yeah, it's Brian like, told us. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> like some two or three piece. Yeah, go oh. go to Seventeen Pond on TPC. There's some hybrids in there. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I them in there. Oh. No qualms about it. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, you got to throw clubs. Sometimes oh, you just need to sacrifice it to the. But it all goes. depends on how you throw it. So you, if you propeller it, it's fine. You I just like get out some frustration. Tomahawk no, the, behind the the, head. the tomahawk. You don't give a fuck about that. Swear to God, go on YouTube, search my screen name, Rob Opti, and club repair, and it is an entire video on club throwing oh <laughs> man i filmed it at the pga merchandise show yeah i chucked my entire set of irons in the water on this team we filmed it and i commentated the whole thing i had the time what's the, the best yeah what's the best one the helicopter you got a helicopter yeah right? you got to get and, ha and only it works better on the short irons because the heads are heavier get a little bit more velocity a little more rotation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah and then i had uh we had a three-part throw you know hit bang shit throw I covered yeah. them all. Just go on YouTube, Rob Opti, Club Repair. Oh, nice. Covered it. See, I just let it. When I'm frustrated, I hit a bad shot. I just let it go. So, like, I'll hit it and then just, like, just one movement. I just, and, it, it's, yeah. it's a slight toss. For yeah. Me. Yeah. And it just, you know, it makes you feel a little bit better. It's What's just the like farthest a, you think you've thrown a club? You know, in that video, um, we should do something. We had a like pretty that. big body of water. I bet I chucked a, a a U wedge. I'm I'm thinking a good buck ten, you know. Jesus. Wow. But you know, Jeez. look, I'm that's not a small guy. It has some velocity on it. But I was committed. I was yeah. all in, was right? <laughs> you gotta be committed. Yeah, you can't no. go into club tossing half ass. See, drivers don't go as far because the shaft's too light. You know, yeah, once yeah. that light shaft gets in the air, it's like a wind sail. But like a good U wedge, it weighs like 340 gram head with a like if you have a D here we are talking about the text of club throwing. Okay, this is just a note for the public. If you have a U wedge, which what should weigh like your 52, gap wedge. Gap wedge. 52 okay. to 56. Utility well, the only wedge. reason I say U gap wedge is because I happen to throw these were all pings that went in the water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the video is me chucking my ping G20s in the lake. Uh, but they were stupid clubs. That's oh, what I, I said in the video. They're yeah, stupid the clubs. Shovels. It's time to go. They got to go. It's stupid. They They're stupid go. clubs. I didn't okay. screw it up. They did. 
um but yeah dgs 400 grip or shaft with a good 67 gram grip 340 gram head you're talking like a full 1.1 pounds of shaft you can get some good distance. I think that. we got to go out and do it. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a good experiment. Be professional. Can throw it bring the bring a too. bring a Cobra, bring a Callaway. Yeah. What's the all best? the what's same the like pitching wedge? And and who's the best the club throw? Yeah. Yeah. I, I realize the it's the heat of the moment farthest. as well, but throwing a golf club does have some dangers along with it. I mean, I've seen people no, it's throw golf clubs. You're talking about my brother that almost stabbed you with the Cur- fucking club? Well, that yeah. was, that well, was Corey. Corey. Yeah. I've had well, a, a buddy that was playing with a buddy, and his buddy hit a bad shot in the bunker, threw his wedge, shaft broke with my friend's thigh. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Now, okay. if you draw blood, that's oh, a better yeah. club toss. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> stab somebody? That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't be able it, to stop has. laughing if I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so th- throw with caution, I say. Throw with caution, exactly. I realize it's the heat of the moment, but try to throw with caution. Exactly. Know. Well, guys, I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, Unfortunately, all four of us will not be here next uh, week. Unless... All four of us will not be here next week. Um, no, definitely not. We all four, all, we'll all be on. Oh, yeah. Not we'll in, all be in on. the same room Just together. Not in the same room. And this it's was fun. This was cool. I like oh, yeah, this dynamic man, I like, a lot I like better. Yeah. But you here. know what's funny is, is that you know, Rob's been calling this the Doctor Phil setup. And oh, at first, sure. and at first, I was like, it's not really Doctor. No, Having no, really four is. people in here, it does feel like we're at an A meeting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. I, we should be talking it's about hot. our feelings right now. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It says, "My name's Jacob, and I've been sober for uh, six minutes." Yeah. Gee. It's like, <laughs> hi, Jacob. But yeah, I had a very abusive childhood. childhood. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, started I, I do have to say when, one thing, and we talked about it before we came on. It's going to make it short and sweet. I had emails and PMs asking me, am I the same Rob Opti who had the Turbo Hayabusa? And the answer is yes. I am the same crazy bastard. If you go on the internet and just put in Rob Opti Turbo Hayabusa, I was out doing some silly shit on a motorcycle for quite a few years. You rode a motorcycle? Uh, I was... Big motorcycle. Really? Big time. Why does that not surprise me? And that is why my long drive shafts are called Busa. That is the nickname for the Hayabusa. What kind of, how many different shafts do you have and what are the names? Well, again, so boy, if we have this conversation in two weeks, this would be a much different answer. Um, Well, should we wait the two weeks? No, but stay tuned. Well, again, I stalled and stop production on Agera. Yeah. Um, and that was the one that I had. Now the LDA has kind of really lost its way in trying to reform. The other thing that's getting ready to happen with long drive is, and this is a rumor. Let me go ahead and just throw it out there. hundred percent, hundred percent guaranteed. The USGA is coming down with a 46 inch rule. It is going to happen. If that happens and the current organization that runs long drive is foolish enough to do it, if they follow the USGA along with the limit, which, by the way, all those guys will still hit at 440 with a 46. They all do, trust me. Tested a thousand times. Every one of my goons I sponsor hit their play driver just as far. Um, that will be the end of Long Drive House. There won't be any need for it. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, that's actually not a bad thing. The longer the shaft, the less technology that's in it. You just build it not to disintegrate. And I have seen shafts literally explode 
Um, the shorter the body, the more material and a shorter compact area, the more tech you can put into it. But, you know, I had, um, six different versions of the Busa. We had the freak ball, um, freak ball. The freak ball was probably the best shaft I ever made. And oddly enough, now it's kind of what Kyle Berkshire is hitting. It's, it's basically an L-Flex. Super whippy, uh, but made out of the highest tonnage fiber you can put in. It's actually a very, very expensive shaft. Light, uh, ultra low resin. Then we had uh, three models of the Agera, uh, two prototypes for Fowler. Just, you know, and, and it's look, it's a Fowler shaft, whatever, but it was based on his specs and it Which works. is a whiteboard counterbalance, correct? Uh, not as much counterbalancing. I'm not, I don't believe in counterbalancing. I think right. that's a huge mistake. Um, then we did the Modena's. Modena, I was getting ready to launch right when COVID hit and then all hell broke loose. The 70 gram Modena has now won two club championships. Very proud of that. Uh, and it got me on the Daryl survey. But I have, I've got some silly shit getting ready to show up. It's happening um i've kind of recommitted to doing it and we are going to have a i will just say a very sexy red shaft is coming i'll just say that just lego just hang tight it's lego coming. yeah so yeah um but again i'm niche small having a good time with it even if i fold <laughs> the company up tomorrow i'm still going to be involved in it so um, yeah it doesn't really matter well i mean Shit. It seems people still love what you're doing. It's so, fun. Yeah. Look. Yeah. And you enjoy doing it. I so. make fun yeah. stuff. I mean, that's really, and it works. I mean, that, and again, I told you what, way back when, when I knew I was going to be a one trick pony, if I was going to make one trick, it had to be goddamn good. It right. had to be really, and it is really good. So I just stay in my lane and I, and I do have, and I have a good time with it. So, Makes it easy to sell it too, so because I know it's good. Well, isn't that just the whole idea of golf? It's like, listen, if you're gonna suck, at least have fun while you're sucking. Absolutely. Which I think that should just be the, the uh, yeah, one day we'll actually have an episode and I can talk technology, but this is much more fun Well, I tell you what, it, about it, horror stories. Two weeks when you're when you you're talking technology? Shooting. No. No one no one actually no, wants to hear that. Way. Well, I don't know. I, I I know a lot of, at least I've gotten a lot of feedback from guys that are just kind of like, hey, do you think I could swing Rob Shaft? And I was like, I don't think you can. You don't have gas. And they're like, well, what, you know, can you ask him this question? And I'm like, like, go on his website. Hey, look, I'll tell you this. I've got no problem admitting it. So there sits my bag. Those are not all my shafts. Sitting it right in that bag right now, guarantee you there's two Audelas in there. 100%. 100%. Love Audela. Um, huge Mitsubishi fan, huge. Um, I'd break my wallet out for a couple of their graphite designs. Hell, we copy the graphite design and some of their designs, and they know it. I mean, that's right. what our five axis system was. But, like, you know, like I always tell guys, you know, hey, everyone wants the Ventus and all that bullshit. There's some shafts out there that have been that are historical, which I will put up against anything the UST Pro Force V2 from years back, the, the original that. black, white, and yellow one. If you want a bullwhip scramble tournament shaft, money. Um, original Audela NV, great shaft. It was never it was never broken. That's why they keep making it. Mm -hmm. One of my personal favorites ever, Audela Rip Alpha. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the Rip. Uh, I have Audela Rip Alpha 105 
TXs and all my hybrids. I love it. Um, so I'm not like, you know, look. It's a stiff tip, too. It's a stiff body, yeah. period. That's what she said. I mean, I own I own UST recoil iron shafts. Uh -huh. I think that's what's in the bag there. That's not what I'm playing now, but I have them really good. They're a little bit boardy. I think those are recoils. Yeah, the recoil. Yeah, the recoil. Yeah, the recoil. Got no problem admitting it. You know, so look, I play my own stuff. Now, here's another reason. I probably won't be needing another manufacturer's iron shaft for very long. Fingers crossed. Iron shafts are very hard to deal with. Very hard to deal with. But no, I mean, it's, uh, that's why I said, you know, if I ever got out, you know, the Valix, like the Valix 988 uh, hybrid shaft is easily the most stable hybrid shaft I've ever hit. I just like something a little bit heavier. Mm -hmm. We're going to solve that. So, yeah, man, if guys just want to talk tech, I build plenty of stuff, stuff that I don't even make. I'll tell you what, in two weeks when, when you launch your new line. Yeah. Fucking, I'll sit where you sit. Shameless yeah. plug. You I'll, have, you I'll have prototypes. You sit now. here and just so, talk about everything. Yeah. You still could show it off. Well, talk whatever I'll you want. I'll tell you this too. Valix is sending me an arsenal of some of their new prototype stuff. Um, I've got one of their all graphene shafts sitting in that bag. It doesn't exist yet. It's uh, the best one to throw. Throw? Okay, yeah. now for that, like <laughs> Diamana 103, sure. I'm telling you, Diamana 103 is solid. It's got to be steel. It's got to be heavy. No, no yeah. A yeah got to have weight dude, to it. Good wind resistance. It's got velocity, and it's got terminal velocity that you can't get out of like an auto NV. <laughs> Diamana 103's gay. Uh, Fuji Pro 95, great throwing club. <laughs> great. It's got good peak to it. You oh, get a little yeah. bit more altitude. But a little bit more counterbalancing, so you get that tumbling. Of that. Well, you know, they, they just had the air show in Bell Chase this weekend. I was could, there. I could was that there yesterday. Be, could that be an event at the air show, like throwing a golf club? Like you know, it's it's got that it's chopper. You cannot look. Not just anyone can throw. Oh, I agree. It is an art form. Sorry, it is. Because you could like hurt something. You got to You, you got to know when and friend. where and how to yeah. <laughs> go on YouTube and watch my video, and we cover all the basics. Uh, I got it all. It's the first thing I'm going to look at when I get home. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming out tonight. Stormy, thanks for me. listening. <laughs> Stormy, make Stormy, sure to call. I'm going to call. get Stormy on. Stormy, come on. Next uh, time we're on, too, I'm telling the story when Sean Fister threw me through a table. I think uh, but we're Sean going to have Sean on. Yeah, I think Sean Fister needs to come on. Because I am a team fan. I think we should get a table set up. Tables match. Yeah. Rob and Fister. I, and I'm and I'm talking. Pick my dumbass TLC match and WWF suplexed me through a table at an event. Oh, then next week we landed on the ground. Mister, table. Just say that. Good night, everybody.